Welcome to How It's Musically Made, a podcast dedicated to redefining the art song tradition. I'm your co-host, Ben. And I'm your co-host, Maggie. Today we're chatting with Group 2, Nevada, Marissa, Rebecca, and Namdi, about their work so far in creating an original art song. All right, well, I guess we'll just jump right in. First of all, thank you all for coming today. It's fun to hear everybody from all your different locations. Just generally, where are you all on the process right now? Like, what stage are you at? And do you have music and poetry written? We have a poem about two-thirds of the way done, and then Nevada's already started arranging some music and some initial kind of textures going on. So Yeah, I've got a few little phrases here, and the process has been really interesting because uh, I assume normally with art songs you have a completed poem, and then the composer goes away and sets it to music, and then we just send it to the pianist and the singer. Uh, this has felt a little more collaborative. Uh, well, we had a conversation about kind of what we were feeling, what we wanted the poem to be about, and... Marissa sent me a couple lines just kind of out of context, just some scraps of poems. Um, and I went through and one in particular, one line stuck out to me. And so I decided to write a couple textures based on that one particular line. And then uh, I sent that around and we reconvened and talked more about how that one line and that one texture could be expanded into a full length poem. The line was, I heard the river shudder miles from my feet. I haven't actually incorporated the line itself into the poem, and I don't know if I'm going to, but, but Nevada kind of picked up the, the feeling and ideas of, of a reverse kind of movement. Um, I think a really interesting kind of blend of like the, the kind of turbulence of it as well as the awe and kind of hopefulness of it too. Um, we had a conversation about kind of the, the places that we, we saw it going from there. Um, and Rebecca had kind of mentioned like feeling at, at a crossroads and kind of rivers being often representative of, of these motions in, in time, movements in time. Uh, we kind of decided to to bring the poem's feeling and, and motivation from, from that. And actually, could we back up just for one second um, before the line was written? So you had a prompt to respond to as a group. Um, can you all talk about the experience just responding to that all together and how it led to a line or a couple lines of a poem? We kind of all started bouncing ideas off each other and discussing stuff. And we had gone a little bit different direction, but I still think where our project is going kind of ties in because like we were talking a little bit about being a young adult and not knowing what exactly our next steps are going to be, whether we have already begun our careers or if we're just on the precipice of that how not knowing what's going to happen next is a pretty universal no matter where you are in your life whether you're older whether you're younger yeah especially like, <laughs> with all of us being artists just kind of that's i guess like in, in in a sense something we all feel um especially i guess in these times like what's what's coming next like that's that that is yeah that's the universal ideas uh, or a universal feeling as rebecca said Going even further back, like when you first opened Zoom, what did you guys do and what was the vibe like when you first met together as a group? Uh, I think it was just a little meet and greet. Uh, you know, who are you? What's your story? Where are you from? Uh, I was really curious to hear how each person got into their uh, respective art form. You know, what was the piece of music that they listened to that made, you know, Namdi want to be a singer or Rebecca want to be a pianist? And what was the poem that made Marissa want to be a poet? Um, and I was just curious to hear those kind of origin stories for each of, the, each of my collaborators. Were there like resonances between you when you're talking about your influences or things that inspired you? Uh, there were definitely... Uh, 
shared interests. Uh, Namdi, well, I mean, we were talking about our famous, you know, famous composers that we like. And so, you know, when, when somebody mentions Brahms, as I think Rebecca mentioned Brahms, like, oh, yeah, well, I also love Brahms. And so uh, obviously there's going to be a lot of resonance there. And uh, I appreciated what Namdi had to say and that he uh, is studying primarily opera now, but his roots are in musical theater. And he also likes to sing jazz and he likes to sing pop. And so that kind of eclecticism really resonates with me because I end up working in a lot of different fields we bonded a lot over sondheim (laughs) (laughs) it's easy to bond over sondheim and then marissa how did you sort of feel coming into a group of primarily musicians i guess as a poet and finding those resonances um really it's been wonderful and i think a really interesting kind of learning experience too because i don't know anything about what they do for the most part they were talking about for example um in the first meeting like the numbers of octaves, I believe is what it was. And I was like, I need someone to explain this because I don't know what this means. But it's been a kind of wonderful sense of like being, I know, introduced to and, and, and immersed in this other world that, I mean, poetry already has such a kind of close relation to in terms of like, it's, it's kind of instinct, but the kind of technical structures of it are so different. And so it's been a lot of fun, I'll say. Namdi, you mentioned free verse, and you guys were talking about free verse. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Oh yeah, um, I, this is something that uh, Marissa and I were kind of talking about uh, last week. Like, rhyme schemes are fine, and like they're they're great, and they and they and they have their place. But like, I don't know. I at least for me, I you know I feel a lot a lot more uh, a lot more freedom in uh, in sort of free verse. It's not rooted to like the same sort of uh, form that like maybe a limerick or a rhyming couplet is and and i i know marissa could speak to that way more as an as an actual poet we were kind of talking about me kind of being introduced to this world and i one of my questions was so in an art song what is the structure do i need to write in like rhyming <laughs> and they were all like no 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 in fact please do not do that which really gave me a lot i mean i tend to write in free verse in my own just kind of poetry um, and I, I think that Namdi and I and the group as a whole were in agreement in terms of it kind of allowing uh, a greater sense of fluidity and organicness and, and naturalness to, to the lyric, to the verse being composed and, and the way that that could kind of contribute to the music as well. And, and Nevada, as a lyricist, do you, have, do you have thoughts about that, the use of free verse versus rhyme? <laughs> we uh, <laughs> had a long, lovely conversation about it. And I also, it gave me a chance to show them my rhyming dictionary that I'm very proud of. Um, <laughs> no, it's a really interesting conversation because, yeah, I work a lot of musical theater. I write lyrics. I work with other people's lyrics. Um, and generally, it's very structured and it's very rhyme heavy. That's just one of the most important aspects of a musical theater lyric. And since you're working with a verse and that verse generally repeats uh, within a song, then you're going to get um, lyrics that have um, you know, a number of syllables in common. The rhyme is going to happen in the same place every time. And so I'm very comfortable with that, but that also um, leads to certain rigidity in the music. Like you have your verse, you have your melody, probably not going to change too much over the course of the song. But this is a really interesting opportunity to break away from that, uh, where we have a free verse poem where the syllables change every single line. um, And that just allows the music to, um, to shift along with that. 
So I'm excited to kind of follow Marissa's text and the journey that the poem takes you through. And, you know, maybe this line is three measures and maybe this line is eight measures. And um, it'll be a nice uh, change of pace for me as a composer. Definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's jump into um, the the poetry or the lines you have so far in the music you have so far. Um, so, Marissa, can we hear that line again? So the, the origin line was, I heard the river shudder miles from my and in response to that, she sent uh, like 10 lines and that one stuck out to me just because of River. And I was thinking, oh, well, you know, Schubert and many of his art songs, if River is mentioned, OK, he, that's going to be represented somehow. And so that was just an easy way in as a composer to think, well, how how would I represent a river musically on this particular morning? And so I was experimenting with different sonorities. Um going between those two chords or that could be that pattern of kind of the the left hand and the right hand trading places and moving up and down the keyboard that can be uh put in any kind of mode or any kind of uh scale tonality Mm -hmm. you can think of so okay you know what would that sound if that was a little less dreamy and a little bit darker that's obviously a little more turbulent um and a little bit darker um what would it sound like if it was a little bit more hopeful or wistful So I put together a couple sequences of chords like that, using that same kind of river approach um, and sent that to the group. And we talked about which um, feeling uh, we like best and which one would lead to a more interesting poem. Awesome. We, we talked about text painting as sort of the opener to last week. Maybe like for our listeners, could you sort of maybe talk about what makes musically each of those passages related to the kind of feeling or emotion or vibe that you're going for? I think there's two aspects to it. There's the texture uh, and then there's the tonality. And uh, the texture reminds me of a river. Uh, One, I've got the pedal down so everything is sustained. Uh, Also, I'm working with extended chords, so I'm not just getting a triad here. I'm uh, kind of muddying up the harmony by adding the second, by adding the sixth, by adding the lowered seventh. So you get kind of a wash of sound as opposed to a distinct triad. Uh, Also, part of the texture is the running eighth notes. Um, So that sounds a little bit more like rushing water. And that texture can be preserved, but then the tonality can shift around to achieve different moods, you know. So this first one, it's, uh, what would that be? I guess Mixolydian. So it's got the major third in there. Um, So it sounds maybe just a little bit more hopeful than something like this. Or, yeah. Uh, Which is a minor chord, obviously, with the... uh, the ninth added in and then if we go from that minor chord to another minor chord 
Well, that sounds quite spooky. Um, uh, but then we can change the texture again uh, and go to this kind of Lydian sonority. And just because in any musical culture, like certain tonalities have certain associations, this we're all probably going to associate with a more hopeful sound than um, we would associate with this. So it's, it's using the same texture and putting it in a variety of places and using um, like the associations we all have uh, with those different tonalities. And so what were the reactions from, from everyone else, from Marissa as a poet and continuing to write? Um, is there a tone of the poem that's been decided on from hearing these? I mean, um, I think we kind of decided on, on a combination in a sense. So Rebecca had kind of mentioned... Um, it's kind of ambiguity of the, the feeling of being at the particular position in life that a lot of us are in terms of kind of finishing, being in grad school, finishing grad school, looking ahead to a future that is deeply uncertain um, in some ways that could be positive, in some ways that could be negative. We, we can't really say or know at this point. And that being a, a kind of mingled sense of, of excitement and also terror. And so I think we were all pretty astounded by just the way that, that Nevada was, was capable of weaving in so many different kind of emotions um, into the, the river lines that, that he had composed. Um, and so kind of going off that, we decided to kind of create a, a similar kind of emotional blend, um, which I'm now trying to kind of incorporate into a poem, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, kind of stemming off of Rebecca's words. I just really enjoyed the discussion that we had after Nevada had um, selected that little snippet of po poetry that Marissa had written. At the opening of Nevada's music, I, I heard that as very kind of the open, hopeful, looking ahead feeling of the harmony. But when I was reading that fragment of poetry from Marissa, I felt a bit of foreboding and unknown and something big happening. And so it was just really interesting to be the one of the go-betweens between the two of them and trying to get my voice in and also help foster further discussion about it to develop the project further. What was cool about how we started, uh, I think, is that we got these lines kind of out of context because we can all come with our own associations to each particular line. Um, so it's been really fun to have a texture that we all um, are excited about. But then if anybody feels it should go in a particular direction, that texture can be so easily manipulated to... Um, reflect that emotion. Rebecca, with what you said, the, it seems like the tone is sort of changed when each person sort of put through the kaleidoscope of each person. Like the, I mean, Rebecca, so your, your initial interpretation of Marissa's line was one of more foreboding. But as soon as Nevada's musical voice came in, it sort of went in a slightly different direction. And then both uh, Namdi and Rebecca, is that how did how did you react to that shift? You know, like reading the poetry by itself, did you have your own musical imaginations of what this poem could be? I think for me, um, just sort of reading the uh, the poetry, I definitely like there was there was just kind of a very open sense of. I kind of like what, uh, what what Rebecca said, how there was like sort of a, a sense of, of foreboding. And, but then when you, when the musical idea was then added, it's like, it's just interesting to see the different like changes in thought or emotion with text once a new element is added in. Mm -hmm. Because you can read text and think one thing, add uh, a musical texture to that uh, and think another. Um, and then I'm 
like when we get to the, the to the finished product of this, like, and we then add the voice in, I'm I'm curious to see what then uh, changes again. So it's just kind of interesting to see the different uh, changes in emotion when when the next thing gets added. How then maybe music changes the reading of the poetry. So when you go back to reread the poem, having heard Nevada's music, it, it's a different piece of text almost in your mind, you know. Uh, Rebecca, go ahead. You're going to react. At the outset, having not yet heard Nevada's music, I was sort of an open book, especially since I'm not a composer, I'm not a poet, but I knew that as a human and as an artist, I would have some sort of response to whatever they came up with. And I was prepared to like speak honestly about that, even though I didn't have any very specific imaginings about it at the outset. And Nandi, as as a singer, and you're going to be singing these words eventually, and also as someone who, you know, writes words yourself, um, do, you, do you have opinions about the words Marissa's choosing, or um, do you find yourself wanting to react to the diction she's using or anything like that? When it comes to this process, I'm just kind of an open book in terms of, like, uh, what's being written. I'm reading the words and like, honestly, I love what Marissa does. I love the way she writes. <laughs> um, and like, even with the, just the initial reading of the uh, text. And like I said, I thought, I thought a, a sense of, a sense of foreboding. And I, like, I'm just open to where, where this goes. I, Pretty much, you write something, and immediately I'm like, I I love that. <laughs> so, are there are there any other lines that are developing so far, and any other other musical lines? Well, I I don't want to share on Marissa's behalf, but uh, after we had our conversations, Marissa then uh, went away and uh, put together um, uh, quite a few more lines uh, that she sent us, um, and so we have a much. Uh, larger poem now and much more specific context and again Miris, i don't want to share on your behalf but <laughs> i think they're really really great lines and if you want to share any of them that'd be awesome perfect so what i was saying before is that this is a kind of very initial um kind of set of lines i wanted to kind of be able to get the teams back on on in direction um, before kind of wrapping it up um so it still needs a lot of tightening and it still needs finishing um it's kind of Maybe I was saying to Nevada about two-thirds of the way or so um, finished. Um, but here are the lines that we have. So a quick note before you hear the poetry. Um, at this point, Marissa's Wi-Fi went out, and we had Namdi instead read her text. What was I supposed to understand in the sound of the water? Elemental language, cold syllable appearing and rolling over me like a thunderhead, like a face. I knelt a child at its banks. I knelt... As for any god that knows more than me, and speaks it, a sister to her sister in the bedroom dark, whispered so as not to wake, how do you run forward not knowing what will find you? Somewhere an ocean so abstract and wanting, it will swallow you whole, a matter of instinct, or of fate. But what makes a mercy? What an alchemy? What a feast of bruises? Wide waters, listen, I planted blindly, that's what a life is. But now I'm turning towards the field to harvest. Autumn slopes the sun. Beautiful. Uh, the gardening theme returns. That the other poem that you had read us last time, Marissa, was was around that. Is that something that I guess is sort of topical for you now, or is <laughs> yeah. it just sort of a general interest? Um, I, guess? I think a lot about the natural world. 
um, kind of ecological and environmental language. I think rivers in general, for example, kind of come up very often in my writing because I grew up um, in, a, in a small river town. Um, and I think just kind of trees at nature um, find their, with their ways in quite often um, in kind of various expressions. Mm-hmm. So is there is there an initial musical reaction to that yet, or is that yet to be done? Uh, anything concrete is yet to be done, but uh, now the conversation turns to what are the sections of this poem? Um, and I guess that's something that we could determine as a group, uh, or I could determine privately. Like, to me, it seems like this line starts a new section, because um, ultimately the music will have different sections, even if it all kind of bleeds together, just in my mind as I'm composing it, and I need to think, oh, this is the section that sounds a little bit more like this, and this is the section that contrasts with it. And just things that stick out to me, obviously, are the things that have an inherent sound to them. I love that she mentions right in the first line in the sound of the waters. And like, okay, maybe I can convey a little bit of that. And maybe it's a question of how literal do I want to be? Um, uh, or do I want it to be a little bit more abstract? And I see things like thun- thunderhead, which is a great word. And then that paired with faith. Um, that's a great connection there. Uh, and then I see when the water um, idea resurfaces, it, uh, it resurfaces as an ocean. Uh, and then it later resurfaces as wide waters. Listen, so already there are clues within the text as to how the music should be structured, which is very, very exciting to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love how you use the word resurface, unintentionally <laughs> in connection with the water theme. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> <laughs> I was curious. I did have one more question about uh, vocal line and vocal writing uh, in regards to Nevada and Namdi working together. Is that something that you guys discussed, like the the range and uh, quality of Namdi's voice and how it relates to your writing, Nevada? Uh, Yeah, it's definitely something we talked about. I think one of the first things I asked Namdi when we first met was, "Okay, what's your range? Because that's a very practical question. question that I, I need to know the answer to. Um, and then, of course, Nandi has a wonderful, rich voice, um, which I think is going to really ground the piece. So um, I, I think it'll be interesting to play with because the piano can exist, you know, up here in the higher register, and then maybe we can have Nandi's voice to ground the whole thing. It, it kind of suggests um, certain places the music can go. Mm-hmm. And also, I feel like just in what you just said just now, like uh, kind of the piano chilling in the higher higher register where and like me grounding it um, kind of just makes me think of like kind of being deep in thought, kind of the head being in the clouds, deep in thought and like whereas and, and the words just kind of like coming out and being grounding. It's just, it's just something I just thought of as you just said. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, and one thing Rebecca said uh, and. Um, maybe Rebecca, you can put it more coherently than I can, but, um, Rebecca mentioned the turbulent sound of the accompaniment and how that might contrast with a more legato, more sustained line in the voice. Thinking of it now, I can see it sort of being a musical representation of both the hopeful, joyous excitement and also the fear of the unknown, like the turbulent part being the unknown and the smoothness and the confidence of the vocal part maybe being like forging a new path and things like that. Cool. That's my thought right now anyway. 
Yeah, and that that is interesting because when we talk with you guys, a couple of you sort of talked about like the role of the voice uh, and I guess Namdi as like an actor and then Marissa with embodiment and the musical embodiment and like how the voice can sort of represent different aspects of the poem or it could be a character or it could be a narrator. Uh, just all these interesting roles the voice can play. Do, do you have thoughts about that, Namdi? To me, the voice is just kind of the the final step in a what the text and then what the musical texture is um is trying to convey this that's the opportunity to like you know in a vocal line in places where maybe you're and, and this you know part of this is compositional but like you know places where maybe the the, the voice is singing staccato maybe the voice is singing long sustained staccato lines maybe they're singing uh very quietly very loudly um a lot of different like vocal choices that you can make depending on what the composition uh, dictates and what the what uh, what there's room for in the text. It's like it's <laughs> that last little bit mm-hmm. to uh, really try to convey what the uh, musical texture and what the uh, texts are trying to convey. Well, and I'll just jump in here. Um, I think there's multiple ways to set text, and I think some composers one choice you can make is to kind of sacrifice the words in order to achieve. Uh, a more legato line or maybe you choose to write a melisma or maybe you choose to explore a higher or lower range and sometimes you risk um, losing the intelligibility of the words. Uh, my priority as a composer is to make the words as intelligible as possible. Um, and so uh, just because the words are so great and I want the audience to hear them. And I think the the reason we're writing a song is so that we can hear the words in that song um if we can't understand the words then why have words at all uh so that's that's a priority for me as a composer is, is to to write the vocal line so that we can really understand what marissa's written yeah i totally agree with that nevada so why don't we close up let's just go around and each of us describe what's the next step for you and what's the next step as an individual and as a group yeah, on, on my end kind of looking forward the next couple of days i'm going to try to to wrap up the poem um, and kind of bring it to its conclusion, then go back and do some kind of small edits and tweaks and revisions according to, to other people's feedback and just kind of things that I see that might help it along more kind of and, and sonically or for the, other, the others. Mm-hmm. Well, I think for me, the next step is I just need to get to work. You know, Marissa's done a beautiful job with the poem so far, so I think... Um, my job now is to set maybe the first couple of uh, phrases and then pass it along to everybody just so people can see the direction the music is taking uh, and see if it lines up with um, the remainder of the poem that Marissa wants to write. For me, I'm just, I'm really excited to see where this goes and and seeing how I can um, lend my voice over to uh what's coming out of uh marissa's text and uh nevada's compositions i'm I'm excited to see how how um how i can lend my voice to that Mm -hmm. yeah i'm with namdi like i just love being a part of this process in whatever small way that i can be because that's the whole unique part of this project like the performers get to be involved in the creation which i love um for me i have to put aside a little bit of like unsureness in my feedback sometimes because I might downplay my own voice and that like I'm not a poet I don't know enough to have a reaction or an informed reaction to this or I'm not a composer like I don't know enough about this to really contribute but 
I just have to work on trusting that I'm a well-educated musician and I'm a human with thoughts and feelings and emotions. And so that alone is enough to back up whatever reaction I might have to art. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's such an important point to bring up. I like the idea of working collaboratively where even if Rebecca or Namdi, they're not the ones writing the notes down physically on the page, they are part of the creative process. And um, I'm excited to work with uh, such informed musicians who can make suggestions or can say, oh, well, what if we take it in this direction? And as a composer, I'm not bothered by that. I kind of welcome that. Um, it's like a, working with a team as opposed to, you know, the solitary composer who has to come out with a masterpiece, you know, like we'll, we'll <laughs> yeah, all build exactly. it together. And that's much more exciting to me. Exactly. Yeah. And in some senses, in the beginning, early stages of creation, you're all kind of equals. As, as Rebecca was saying, we're just like intelligent artists like humans and you contribute just ideas and those ideas don't have to be specific to your craft they can just be notions or, or directions or different things and, and that and then you kind of go and do the work by yourselves or you know in tandem that's specific to you as an artist you know but but that initial converse those initial conversations everybody's sort of an equal yeah yeah well thank you everybody so much for for uh making this work today and for some awesome discussion thank you guys thanks for having us all right well yeah have a great rest of your day and uh take care you all as well we'll talk with namdi rebecca marissa and nevada again in three weeks to hear their progress and next week we'll hear from group three about the initial stages of their collaboration thanks for listening and don't forget to follow us on instagram and facebook at how it's musically made Feel free to send us questions and comments through a direct message. See you next week. This project is supported in part by the Paul R. Judy Center for Innovation and Research at the Eastman School of Music. If you would like to sponsor an episode or contribute to the project, send us a message on Facebook or Instagram at How It's Musically Made. Mm